Hello there. You're listening to a 9 episode podcast series on this Kids and Family podcast channel. What's new today? I'm Sangeeta, the host of this channel, and I've had a wonderful journey so far in the course of the past 8 episodes. This is the last and the final episode in this series. So far, we've narrated stories about India's wildlife. We've discussed how India has managed to save its tigers, its lions, its rhinos and a few more creatures from extinction. Coming to this episode, which is the last and the final episode in this series, I do want to leave you all with two very happy stories about India's wildlife conservation journey. Number 1, the story of rhinos. When we think about how our rhinos have been saved, we possibly think about the government and the forest rangers who all with their guns protect those precious rhinos from poachers but in reality it it had nothing to do with the government or its forest rangers it had everything to do with people living in and around the forests the second story is a story that's been hugely inspiring for me personally It's a story of a man who planted an entire forest by himself. You know, I'm not talking about this tiny little garden that we all grow in our balconies or even a large patch of farmland. I'm talking of a full forest on an island planted by one man. And in this episode to talk about these two very happy stories, I am joined by two mighty happy children. Hello, I am Smyan Shetty. I am 9 years old. Hi, my name is Satvik. I am going to become nine years old. Welcome, Smyan. Welcome, Madhvik. Uh, or should I say, welcome back, both of you. Smyan, I know you have done a lot of research about rhinos. But before we talk about the conservation story, tell us something that you found very interesting about rhinos. yeah like some people they believe that the rhino horns they have uh, like medicinal value and that uh, the proteins that make up rhino horn is called keratin that keratin is the same protein that makes up our fingernails and our hair but like suppose if they want to eat it instead of shooting a poor animal we can just cut our fingernails ground it and consume eat it <laughs> provided our fingernails are clean Yeah, yeah, and we can also eat a hat because it's also made of keratin. Correct, no? Why would anyone want to take a gun and shoot a an animal which hardly hurts you? Yeah. And you have all this hair growing on your own self and in it. Yeah. No. Anyway, but I'm pretty sure there is something more to it than what you and I have understood. I'm so glad that we started talking about rhino horns because. If rhinos have ever been at threat, it's because people have wanted to hunt rhinos for their horns. I had seen images like rhinos were dead, their horns were cut off, they were bleeding very badly. Where do we find rhinos a lot? Which part of India? Assam. Yes. So northeastern India is where you have historically found a lot of rhinoceroses. Soon after India became independent. was each state government which had the responsibility to take care of the forests and the creatures in it um and the assam state government was very proactive we didn't have too much money also at that point in time right you could not appoint a lot of forest rangers who would protect the rhinos from poacher from poachers 
so who do you, who do you think the state government would have asked for help then animal lovers love animals so they'll so they'll hmm. so they'll probably definitely agree to save rhinos a few a few people see when i'm talking about saving rhinos i'm talking about being physically present there to keep an eye out for poachers and ensure they don't come and uh, kill the rhinos So Ooh. let's say Smyan and Advika both are animal lovers. Am I right? Yeah. Can you both take time off and go up to Kaziranga and spend two three months there and take care that no poachers come and hurt them? No. If we have holidays, you can go. So during summer vacation, all children in India can be asked to go to Kaziranga sanctuary and protect the rhino. But when children don't have vacation, then what do we do? I think they could have uh, in Jurassic Park like that mm-hmm. electrical gate uh, fences for the entire Kaziranga sanctuary. Yes. So in all of these forests, right? For years and years, people have coexisted with the animals in the forests. The villager is also right there, right? He's taking care of his cattle as it's eating at the corner of or by the side of a grassland. The moment they saw someone suspicious entering the forest, they would immediately rush to the forest ranger nearby and alert him. Assam was able to protect its rhinos in very large numbers, and a lot of that credit goes to the people who live in and near the forests of Assam. Actually, yeah. I love to live in jungles because I could take care of the rhinos and all. And if I was living in Gujarat, who knows? Maybe I could even ride on a lion. Plus, no schools. No schools is the real reason. I know. I was just waiting for that. <laughs> What will you eat then? <laughs> What will you eat? Yeah. Is this your mother coming along to cook food for you when you're living in the no. town? Is that part no. of your plan, Advik? No. Hmm. I could find uh, apples and guavas. I just forgot in the trees. Hmm. You won't get French fries though. You're okay with that? Yeah, I'm okay. You'll be going alone, so you're like Tarzan or Mowgli. <laughs> All right, which brings us nicely to the last part of this episode, uh, which is something that I've personally been very inspired by: the story of a man called Jadav Bhaiyan. What do we know about Jadav Bhaiyan, Advik? In thirty years, he single-handedly, and by single-handedly, I mean single-handedly, planted a whole forest in thirty years. Stretch for like six miles or something. Just to give our listeners a context, Jadav Bhaiyan lives in a village in Assam. He's very much alive to this day. One fine morning, he woke up and he saw that there was this huge island, which had become completely barren. I shouldn't say it was completely barren because there was just one or two varieties of trees, and those were bamboo trees which grew sparsely. They were not dense forests; they just grew here and there. The story about Jadav Bhai that inspired me the most was no one told him, no one paid him a single rupee, but every single morning for thirty years, he took a bunch of seeds or shoots or whatever it is, walked two kilometers, went on a boat, crossed a river, and reached this island, and then he planted them there. and after 30 years the barren island had been turned into one of the densest forests in assam wow 
I, I saw it on uh, while I was researching. I saw the forest, like there was so many trees and it looked completely peaceful, like and it was a some I think a semi evergreen forest. It was beautiful. If you had to do one thing to protect the wildlife and forests around you, what would you do from today onwards? Really, and I and I'm asking this as a fourth grader. What would you do? I I would produce my own oxygen, by the way. Produce your own oxygen. How would that be possible? We we take saplings and plant them everywhere, and then sometimes uh, locusts, butterflies. We would have made a pretty little garden. With locusts, butterflies, spiders are not coming. And it's also helpful for us because we create more oxygen we get, and we create our own oxygen. Wow. Man, what would you do? Fourth grader, I want real answer, not one fancy answer. And also in my balcony, there are like two really cute birds. They're always together. They're searching for food, food and water, but... But in the but it is so hot here they can never find it. So you're going to keep bird feeders and water for birds. Yeah. Oh, I'm very happy to sign off this nine episode podcast series on this high note. Let's all get started with producing our own oxygen and feeding the little birds that come to sit on our windowsills. Now, if you're someone who loves stories about lions, tigers, elephants, I do highly recommend that you scroll down and you start listening to the entire wildlife series. You'll find first the first part of this podcast series wherever you found this episode. Also, I've written a blog about the Nawabs who've saved our lions and the endearing story of a forest officer who adopted a tigress as his pet. Believe it or not, the tigers love to cuddle and sleep next to him on his bed. Uh, if you like to read this story, head right down to the show notes. You'll find a link to uh, the story below. Also, I do write a newsletter to all children and their parents. One story every week. If you're someone who likes reading positive and happy stories about the real world around us, please do subscribe to this free copy and you'll find a link to that subscription button also right below in the show notes. Tada! I'll be back to telling you all new stories from the real world around us from our next episode. But I can't sign off without telling Smyan and Advik a big thanks for joining me today. I hope you had fun. It was amazing. Indescribable. It's so good. I love it. I love it when you say things in indescribable. It's so good. <laughs>